Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. This week on the podcast, we made punchki, which is spelled nothing like it's pronounced. And punchki is Polish donuts. These donuts are typically made the week before Lent. So you know how for Mardi Gras, you have Fat Tuesday. So you eat a bunch of things, you know, like high calorie chocolate, sweets, whatever, things you're not going to eat during Lent. You want to eat all those on Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, which is the next day, right? Punch gear typically made the week before that on what they call Fat Thursday in Poland. The punch gear are made to use up all of the things in the house that you're not supposed to eat during Lent. These are like a really rich yeast donut. So they are sweet dough. You're making a sweet dough that has sugar and butter and egg yolks and eggs and milk and vodka and vanilla, all sorts of things in it. So it's a very rich dough that you make and fry. And then these are typically filled with an icing, sort of a whipped cream, or they can be filled with pastry cream. Jams and jellies are very popular. Anything like that, you know, so it's it's intended to, you know, you want to use up the sweets in the house because typically for when you give up something for Lent, like a lot of people will just give up sweets in general. So that's what these are. They're they're basically like a holiday treat and they're very popular in Western Pennsylvania. There is a large, large Eastern European Mediterranean community all over Western Pennsylvania. So we have a lot of ethnic foods around here that everyone gets to enjoy whenever holidays roll in. Punch keys are one of the things that are hugely popular right now. So all of the bakeries in the area will have these. And there's a particular bakery in Beaver, which is down the river from us, that makes these. And there will be lines going down the street, Kretschmer's. They, they, Kretschmer's, you have to call ahead and order and pick up, like make an appointment and pick up your punch key. And highly likely you will still be standing in line anyway on the street. And a lot of times you'll be in line. And by the time you get in there, there's like one kind left. So, <laughs> so these are a big deal. They weren't too bad to make. It was a several hour long project, but it was one of those things that, you know, you do this little thing and then you're done for a while while it's rising. And you do this little thing and you're done for a while while it's rising, and then you uh, fry the donuts and you have to let them cool before you can fill them. So it basically took up like four to five hours on a Saturday, but I wasn't going anywhere, so it worked out perfectly. So this is a perfect recipe. If you know you're going to be home for several hours and you want to try these, you always want to try these out, or you're the person who was at the back of the line and couldn't get the flavor you wanted, here's the recipe for you. Now, I took this down from a larger recipe. This recipe makes exactly 12 three-inch diameter punch keys. Exactly 12. It came from a recipe that made four dozen, and I thought there is no way that I need four dozen of these in my house. I thought a dozen would be doable for me. That being said, you can double, triple, quadruple this recipe very easily and make as many as you want to. You'll want to be thinking about what fillings you want to put in, I used the ermine frosting, um, which we had used for another filling for our um, snack cakes, which is a very nice, dense 
almost whipped cream sort of a filling that holds its form and uh, worked really nice in these donuts. You can use your favorite jams or jellies. The traditional, some of the traditional things that are put into them are red raspberry jam, strawberry jam, or like strawberry pie filling. You can put plum jam in them. You can put pastry cream, which is a lot more work. If you feel like making pastry cream, you can put that in. I found the ermine frosting worked really well. You can also do a combination where you can put some of the whipped creamy frosting and some of the jam in or blend them together, or you can put the frosting in and put fruit on it, however you want to. And you can either, to fill these, and these are things to think about before you get started, you can either split them completely in half, so they're kind of like a hamburger bun, and take a pastry bag and put a lot of filling on it, and set the top on it and have it like that. What I did, I took a knife and I split them down most of the way through, and then I put the cream in, so it's mostly full of cream, but it was still connected a little bit. There's a few ways to do it, so you can decide how you want them. The topping for these, they usually either have powdered sugar sprinkled on them, which is the easiest thing, or you can make a sugar glaze out of powdered sugar and water and a little bit of flavoring in there, whichever flavoring you like. You can use orange juice, lemon juice, something like that, and mix in with it. And then you just um, dip the whole donut in it, and it puts a sugar glaze on it. So you can do that too. That's usually done either if you're not filling them or if you're going to just put jelly in them. So those are all things to think about when you're getting ready to make these. I'm going to give you this recipe in steps because you make this in steps. This is a great recipe to use the old uh, mise en place trick, which is to measure everything out in little bowls so you know that you have it as you go. And it helps with your memory also. It helped with mine a lot. I got to use all my little tiny glass bowls to put all my things in so I didn't forget something. So here we go. First of all, this dough requires a sponge. And what a sponge is, is sort of like, I sometimes call this a booster. It's a little booster. It gets your dough going. First, we're going to make our sponge. And the sponge takes one tablespoon of dry yeast or one packet, one teaspoon of sugar, three tablespoons of flour, and a fourth cup of warm milk. So what you do is you warm your milk in a measuring cup. Easiest way to do this is using a measuring cup for your bowl. So warm your fourth cup of milk, stir in your sugar, stir in your flour. I used a little tiny whisk that I have. Stir in your flour until it's well blended and then put your yeast in and stir that in really good. And then cover this with a towel and set it aside. This has to rise and develop for one hour. During the hour time, I got everything else I needed ready. So if you have a stand mixer, this is a great recipe for a stand mixer. If you don't, you can use a regular hand mixer. It's nice if you have dough hooks with your mixer, but if you don't, that's fine too. You'll get by. So here you go for the rest of the ingredients for the dough. And I used large eggs. One egg yolk, one whole egg, two tablespoons of sugar, one and a half cups of flour, three tablespoons of warm milk, one tablespoon of vodka, a pinch of salt, a half teaspoon of vanilla, and two tablespoons of butter that's melted and cooled. Once you have your sponge ready, 
what you want to do is take your one egg yolk, your one entire egg, and your two tablespoons of sugar and beat those in a mixing bowl. If you're using your stand mixer, you can use your whisk attachment. If you're using a handheld mixer, you can just use your regular beaters. So you want to beat that for three to four minutes until it develops like a nice creamy yellow color and it's whipped up pretty good. Next, add in your sponge mixture and mix slowly until it's incorporated. Now, if you're using a stand mixer, you're going to switch to your paddle. And if you're using a regular mixer, you're just going to stick with your beaters. And you're going to alternately add the flour and the warm milk until you get those all incorporated into the egg mixture. You have your tablespoon of vodka, your pinch of salt, and your vanilla to add, and your melted butter. You can alternate with your milk, the vodka, the vanilla, and the butter if you want to. Or you can change to dough hooks in your stand mixer and then add the vodka, the pinch of salt, the vanilla, and the two tablespoons of butter. You want to let that knead for 10 minutes with your dough hooks. If you're using a hand mixer and you don't have dough hooks with it, you can add that in and just keep working it until your mixer seems like it's getting too bogged down and you can work it by hand if you need to. So after 10 minutes of mixer kneading, you want to turn this out onto a lightly floured surface and it'll be sticky but you can use a rubber scraper to scrape it out of the bowl onto a floured surface and you want to knead it a few times, not very many, and you don't want to add a lot of flour. You want to knead it just enough so that it'll hold in a ball and it doesn't stick too much to your hands. I probably put about a fourth cup of flour on my table and I turned the dough out and kneaded it, I don't know, 10 times maybe and just worked it onto itself. And it worked on really quickly, but it stayed very nice and light because I didn't want to put too much flour into it, you know. So then you want to put that into an oiled bowl and let it rise until it's doubled. And that takes about an hour to do that. So put it in your oiled bowl and put a plastic wrap and a towel over it and just let it sit there and rise. Okay, once your dough has doubled, you're going to get ready to do your donuts. So let it sit there for a minute. Don't punch it down yet. You need a three inch round cookie cutter or a biscuit cutter. You're going to need some oil for frying and you're going to need a cotton towel, two cotton towels actually, to set your rounds on so they can rise again too. This is what I did. I fried them on my stove. If you have a little fryer, that works nice too. I just used a pot on my stove. I put about an inch of canola oil in, got it ready to warm up. You're not going to warm it up yet, but I just got it ready. And I also got a slotted, a large slotted frying tool to turn the donuts with and got that ready. So what you want to do is take one of your cotton towels and sprinkle some flour on it and rub the flour into the towel. That's what you're going to set your cut donuts on to rise. And then you're going to cover them with another towel. So get your towel ready. Now you're going to on your table, spread some flour down, and you're going to take that dough and punch it down and take it out of the bowl and roll it out into a rectangle, a half an inch thick. Then you're going to use your cookie cutter and you're going to cut rounds out of that dough and carefully lift them and set them on your floured towel to rise. Once you get them all cut, 
You'll have enough dough left at the end to make your last punchki, and it will look terrible. <laughs> but it's okay. So what I did, I smushed together the last of the dough and pressed it down into the three-inch mold. I had just enough, <laughs> just enough to make a super ugly donut. Put that on the towel, cover them with the other towel, and you're going to let that rise for about 30 minutes. So while those are rising, turn your oil on medium-low and get it started heating up. And I put a cooking thermometer that hangs on the side of the pan on there to watch the temperature. You want to bring it up to about 325. You don't want it to get too hot because you don't want them, if they fry too fast, they'll get dark too fast and they won't be cooked inside. So you want them to be about 325, not higher than 350. Okay, so now your little donuts have sat for 30 minutes and they're all puffed up. And now we're going to fry them. And I fried them three at a time. So you want to very carefully lower them into your oil that's at temperature. And you want to fry them for a minute on each side. And they'll get, these get really dark. They get darker brown like the last time we did fried donuts. That particular dough did not get super dark, okay? Because it didn't have, I don't think it had as much sugar and butter and milk in it as these did. But this dough gets dark. So you fry them for a minute, flip it over, and they'll poof up. I had one that kept fighting me and kept turning back over again. I had to actually hold it. Fry it a minute on one side, flip them over, fry them a minute on the other, and you want to take them out and drain them over the pan while they're frying. Take them out one at a time and let them drip off really good. And then you have a cooling rack with paper toweling on it. and Set them on that to drain. And just keep frying till they're all fried, which doesn't take very long, believe me. And now you want to let them cool. That's the most frustrating part because then everybody's looking at them like, are they done yet? Yeah. So if you're just going to glaze these and not fill them, you can make a glaze with two cups of powdered sugar and two to three tablespoons of water. And you can put a little bit of lemon juice or orange juice in there or even lemon or orange flavoring in it to give it a little bit of taste. And you can dip them in there and make a little glazed donut, and you can eat them just like that. Or you can fill them. Like I said, you can get your favorite jam or jelly filling and put in there, or you could make a batch of ermine frosting and fill them with that. The ermine frosting is a very simple frosting to make, but some people think it's a pain in the neck because it has a couple steps. So this is a thing that you could do while your dough is rising. And this is also called cooked frosting or cooked milk frosting. For this particular thing, you want to take three tablespoons of flour and blend them with one cup of whole milk. And then you want to heat them in a saucepan over medium heat. And you have to stir it constantly so it doesn't burn. But you want to heat that to boiling and stir it and allow it to thicken till it's nice and thick like pudding. And then remove that from the heat. Put a piece of plastic wrap right on the surface so a skin doesn't form and let that cool completely. And once that's cool, you're going to go in a medium bowl. You're going to put a half cup of shortening, a half cup of softened butter, one cup of white sugar, two teaspoons of vanilla. And you're going to beat those up until they start to get light and fluffy. And then gradually beat in your flour milk mixture. Beat it on high for a while, and it'll make this really nice, dense, but fluffy frosting, which, um, like we'd said in the past, this was the original frosting that was used on the red velvet cake. It's a great filling frosting, 
for between two cakes, but it's fantastic in punchkies because it doesn't collapse inside the donut. So this is a good frosting to use for donut filling. And you can do combination things like blend some raspberry jam in with some of the ermine frosting, blend a little raspberry jam in there and use that for a filling. Or you can split the whole punchki in half and then pipe the filling onto it and put a little bit of fruit on there and put the top on and then put some powdered sugar on it. And you have a very rich, delicious donut that you made with your own hands to enjoy. The dough is phenomenal. I really like this dough. It's a great donut dough. If you ever wanted to make your own donuts, just regular donuts, this is a wonderful yeast donut dough. You could make the regular kind that you cut the hole out of the middle, you know, and everything. I mean, it's a project, but you're not working on it all the time. It, there's just a lot of rise time in this, but you can, you know, fill up, get your fillings ready in between. And uh, if you want to do these during the punchy period of time here that goes right up until the Thursday before Lent, or as my friend said, they still make them right up till Fat Tuesday. So. <laughs> so if you want to make some, this is a good recipe. And I think you'll really enjoy them. If you don't want to make some, go to Crutchmer's Bakery and stand in line and get some for yourself. You'll just love them. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Merrimack Bakehouse on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.